Ladies and gentlemen, Legionnaires, welcome to this, your Legion of Myth live stream, episode number 201 on this beautiful day, 16th of February, 2009. Now, normally right now you'd be hearing the dulcet tones of Alex Garthon Marsh along with me, Brad Heathenog Grissner, but you will not because he is not here today. It's bad for him, good for us. Well, kind of good for us. Anyway, doesn't matter. Today on My Heathen Dog, we've got anime on the stream. We're going to look at Trigun, Badlands, Rumble, and Sword Online, the movie, Ordinal Scale. And after that, I didn't have a whole lot of time to, uh, to uh, get a lot of... Oh, what is this? Nope. There we go. Sorry. It's a, a pre-clip pre uh, event there. Sorry about that. But I didn't have a lot of time for the uh, random number generator because of, you know, life stuff, my, my computer dying. So I have an idea of what I want to talk about, but I don't have any slides for it. So we're, gonna, we're just going to rap about stuff. All right. You and I, we're going to figure out something to talk about. It's going to be fun. You're going to love it. Now, speaking of stuff you're going to love, these, you, this is information and advertising, but don't zone out on me because a lot of your names are on here and we want to give you the recognition you are due. First and foremost, we have our Twitch subscribers. Look at this. This is for the month of February. We love it. We love it. This what this is what allows us to give you stuff back. This is what allows us to keep going. Thank you very much. We really appreciate it. And of course, we get all our donations from Steam Labs, uh, Twitch Cheers, Zon. I know you're there. I know you're there. You're the man on that one. And our uh, patron, Aaron Matthews, he's brand new in January. Thank you very much. And of course, video game uh, giving. We either play them or give them away. Usually Baldahar gives me games to play and be sad because uh, he likes to watch me and Max die a lot or be angry. So he gives us those kind of games. And my wife's laughing. That's funny. But uh, we have goals. Like all people, we have goals. And these goals are Twitch goals, followers, subscriber, YouTube goals, and Patreon goals. Now, if we reach these goals, let's say we get a Twitch follower goal of 1,000. Then we start a Twitch follower giveaway. If we hit a Twitch subscriber goal of 100, we go we do a Twitch subscriber giveaway, and so on and so forth. All right. Now, if you're part of this, then you get to be in it. If you're a follower, a subscriber, a YouTube subscriber, and a Patreon supporter, you get to be in all of these things. But when they all hit, if we get all the goals and we sustain them for three months, we we give over a thousand dollars in prizes open to everybody. Now, personally, I'm gonna make a Four or five hundred dollar media server PC made by these little hands right here for a lucky winner. It's gonna have it's gonna have Windows or Linux depending on what you want, but it's gonna be loaded up with Plex. It's gonna be loaded up with an SSD, a big hard drive for for a whole lot of movies. It's gonna have, uh, you know what? I'm not gonna get into that right now, but uh, it, it's gonna be good stuff. Now over the entire week we have hundreds of family-friendly live streams, uh, Elgarian streams every day. You know that soda content, and of course I'm streaming this Monday. I'm doing a PC rebuild, so I'm not streaming. But I've gotten some really good. What if uh? What if I'm just everyone's favorite fox? Oh, that's cute. But uh, um, I've gotten some really good suggestions already for games I'm gonna play. There's one in particular I'm looking at that I probably might, eh, I might like it. And uh, Garthon uh, streams with me and Elgarian on uh, um, Sundays and Thursdays for uh, uh, Star Trek Online. And he's going to start sometime maybe this month, the beginning of the next month, he's going to start uh, with his console capture card. He's going to start running old console games. So look out for that. And of course, join the Legion. We just talked about that. But you can also join us on Discord and Twitter. 
so you can talk to us directly. We check these things every day. So, you know, you got a question, you got a concern, you have a something you want to get off your chest or a suggestion of any kind, we'll hear it here. Then, of course, you can watch us on YouTube, the replays and stuff, and, of course, live on Twitch, you're doing it right now. And if you want to listen to it in the car or while you're in an airplane or on a bus or whatever, you can get us here at SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. All available, this live stream. And, of course, your support keeps us going with Patreon subscriptions. Talked about that earlier. Uh, Streamlabs. But the big one is LOM gear. Look at these shirts. Good, good stuff, these shirts. And, of course, Twitch cheer works right away, and it works all the time. So check that out. And our upcoming activities, we are going to Gen Con. All right? We're going to Gen Con. It's going to happen. 2020, though, all right? 2020. Save up your ducats. All the Legionnaires are going. Well, all the, all the Legion members are going. I hope to see all you Legionnaires there. But next weekend is our big giveaway. We're having a $10 giveaway today, but next weekend's our big giveaway. Where we give away uh, $25 Amazon gift cards, up to three at a time for our subscribers. And everyone who joins can win two games. Mad Max and Injustice Gods Among Us Ultimate Edition. Both very good games. Both $20 games on Steam, but you're going to get them for free. This is our streaming schedule. As you can see, Algarian rides this horse high. And then there's me coming up a second, distant second, and then Garthon coming up the third. Yeah, that's how it is. Oh, Zahn, Zahn. Zahn and uh, Elgarian, you're still on. You're still on. The, you're still using the Twitch handle, but uh, uh, Zahn and someone else gifted a whole lot of subs. And go ahead and shout them out in the chat. And if you want a, something a little less family friendly, check out Max Liao on his YouTube streams, Angry Slow Show, where he talks about stuff going on in the gaming industry, the comics industry, the anime industry that makes him mad. And he yells about it. Sean Butts, thank you very much, Sean Butts. So Zahn and Sean Butts, thank you for all the gifted subs. You know, hide your children, don't don't let them watch this. But hey, I I'm on there a lot. You know, I have fun with them, and I get to cut loose because it's it's an R-rated show. And of course, Elgarian, you know it. Everyone here knows it. He's on all the time. RimWorld is really cool. I love the trap. I'm just like, I love the traps. All right, it's it tickles my cold black heart. That's what it does. And this is our rating system. You're going to see this today when I do my anime. If you're in the if you're in the white area, two to three, you're doing okay. It's not a waste of time. But if you're in the red area, you're just bad. If you're in the green area, hey man, you made you made a great product. Good for you. Oh, and here's my disclaimer. <clears throat> The opinions expressed in this episode are solely the opinions of the individual host or commentator and are not representative of the entire Legion of Myth organization. While we make an effort to provide a family-friendly atmosphere, there may be the occasional use of foul or offensive language. Thank you for your understanding and continued viewership. All right, that was my best announcer voice. I hope you like it. All right, and we're at the meet. If you're a fan of anime, tabletop gaming, or both, don't miss an episode of Heathen Dogs, Heathen Dogma. Every week, I alternate between an anime review and a tabletop gaming fundamental. Watch live and chat with me every Saturday at 8 p.m. Central Time to share your thoughts and recommendations. Now, let's get to it. Oh, but first, let's open up the giveaway. 
I promised it. It's happening now. Giveaway. Open giveaway. Exclamation point Legion rocks in honor of Elgarian. And the winner. Actually, no, wait. Hang on. I got to close it. No, I got to close it. Hang on. Hang on. I got to reset. This is for subscriber only. Sorry. I had it open for everyone because my last one was a, was a, a STO stream. There we go. Now we got it again. Everyone jump in again. Subscribers only. Ten, ten bucks. Win ten bucks. It's good stuff. There we go. Now, we will, uh, at the end of my segment, we will see the end of this giveaway and we'll see who wins. But right now, let's go ahead to the action. Or we can subscribe. Remember, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're watching this on YouTube, please do. If you're not watching this on YouTube, watching the Twitch live, then open up another tab. Legion of Myth YouTube. Click subscribe. We want to get those goals so we can give you prizes. All right. Let's continue on. First up, Trigun Badlands Rumble. Now, like, like, like I said, and like Duncan Idaho said, this happens uh, toward the end, uh, late middle, early end of the Trigun series. It starts off 20 years prior, where Vash the Stampede was uh, caught in a bank robbery, and he, uh, he made sure everyone didn't die, but he let the bank robber go. Professional bank robber, professional bad guy. All right. And this causes problems down the line because this guy just creates a trail of tears in his wake and every single crying baby, widowed woman and and uh, son who was and woman whose son was killed by this guy is basically on him at this point. So he's got to deal with that. But first, let's get into the particulars of this. As you can see, uh, we have the uh, director, the writer, the music studio, and with license by. I used to say all of these words, but my Japanese has gotten worse over the years, so I'm not going to do that. I will say it came out in February, I'm sorry, April 24th, 2010. It runs for 90 minutes, and you can watch this right now on Hulu, because I only, well, at the moment, I only do anime that are on Hulu or Netflix, the two most popular streaming networks, because... Why, why pay more for anime when you can get it for what you're already paying for? I don't understand. It's kind of a, but anyway, let's move on. The main character, Vash the Stampede. He's a pacifist gunslinger. I know that sounds like a, a dichotomy that you can't resolve in your head, but uh, he was, he's born with certain skills, and, uh, but he also has a certain view of life. Duncan says watch it. Yeah, you should. And this view of life is everyone deserves to live. Now, they don't deserve anything else. Everything else you've got to work for. you got to work hard, blood, sweat, and tears. You can make it. But everyone gets to keep their life. No one gets to take someone's life away. And so he lives by that rule, and he makes sure that everyone around him stays alive. That's his, that's his whole deal. It's his impetus. Now, to help him, he has superhuman abilities. He has superhuman reflexes, strength, and mental acuity. Now, this, this helps him, obviously, uh, defend people because he can shoot guns out of people's hands from behind his back. Uh, the, in fact, the pose he's in right now, uh, he, uh, he, can, he, can, uh, he can shoot a, a dime out of the air by doing that. How does he do that, you say? How does he handle it? He's, he's a plant. Not that kind of plant. This kind of plant. Now, uh, a plant in the series is an artificial life form created to uh, service 
humanity. Uh, they're usually non-intelligent. Now, by non-intelligent, probably more like not self-aware. All right. Now, uh, the plant generates power. For hundreds of years, it generates power. Now, under the right circumstances, it, just like all plants, it can generate food and water as well. And so they, the, 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 the people of the world of gun smoke, which is what this place is called, uh, keep them in these uh, light bulb type tubes and, uh, you know, collect uh, water that uh, goes in the bottom and, and collect fruit that comes off of them, stuff like that. And of course, from the top, they collect energy that they create. Now, is this important to the story? No, I just wanted to explain his abilities. He is one of the only two self-aware plant creatures who have taken on human form. So this explains his longevity. At the beginning of the Trigun series, he's 130 years old. Plants live a long time. And because of his uh, supernatural nature, he gets all of these abilities. And that's not in the movie. They don't explain that in the movie. You don't need to know that to watch the movie. It just explains why he's so good at all the things he does. As a matter of fact, let's go ahead and check out uh, a clip I have to give you an example of how good he actually is. As you can see, he's in, a, he's in the beginnings of a bar fight. He's going around everyone begging, please don't. Don't fight. Everyone be nice. But what he's really doing is something very different. He's gone to everybody behind their back. And now, for some reason, they don't have any bullets? Because he took them all. <laughs> That's right. While he was begging for them to be nice, he uh, emptied all their guns and took all of their backup bullets. Now, it's, it's ridiculous. Yes, it is ridiculous. But it, it just goes to show his supernatural abilities and his uh, demeanor. Uh, that, that was just an example in the show about his, you know, his abilities and demeanor. I thought it was fun. I thought I'd let you see it. Now, we have the insurance girls. They're also main characters. These are funny. Uh, the, the tall one on the left is Millie, and the short one on the right is Meryl. Now, uh, they, they belong to an insurance company that tasked them with following Vash the Stampede around. The reason being is because their insurance company declared Vash the Stampede an act of God. So whenever he's around, if anything is destroyed and he had a hand in it, the insurance company won't pay. So these girls have to be around to catalog everything that he did or had a hand in that their company won't pay for. Millie, the tall one, she's a, she's a junior insurance adjuster. She's very kind-hearted, a little dim. She's not, she's not the brightest bulb in the pack, but she's really cool. She's a nice girl. She carries a big gun, like a, a Termin not Terminator, but a, a Predator minigun, like Jesse Ventura had. One of those, only bigger. And she really likes Vash, because Vash is a nice guy. You know, bad things happen around him because he seeks out trouble to try and stop it, but he's still a nice guy. Meryl Strife, on the other hand, does not like Vash. She's the senior adjuster, and she does not like Vash at all because he causes her all of this stupid problems, and she hates this assignment. She hates the assignment of following Vash around all the time to, uh, to just catalog the crap that he blows up. Oh, Duncan says also he has a robot arm. Yes, he also has a robot arm. This, uh, again, it's not important to the story of the movie. In fact, he hates using it even in the series, 
because his arm merges with his gun and becomes this giant city-destroying, catastrophe-creating weapon of death. And he doesn't like it. So, yeah. Uh, cause Plant Boy keeps getting... Because Plant Boy keeps getting hurt, yeah. Um, you be uh, chug, chug for life. Um, you put two exclamation points in Legion Rock, so you are not in the giveaway. Just to let you know. You are not in the giveaway. One exclamation point, then Legion Rocks. So, those are the, those are the insurance girls. And then we have Nicholas D. Wolfwood. Now, in the series, he's got a huge, huge backstory. But in the movie, it's just uh, assumed that he's friends with Vash. And he knows the insurance girls because they, he, hung around, he hung around Vash quite a lot. That's why I know this happens later in the series. Because in the beginning of the series, Wolfwood is an assassin from a former League of Assassins, and uh, he and uh, Vash were, well, with Vash's personality, you can imagine they were at odds most of the time. But Vash brings him over to his way of thinking, and he, he becomes a bodyguard rather than an assassin. You know, he fights his way out of uh, being an assassin. He basically uh, took down his mentor and the leader of the Assassin Guild. Uh, like I said, the movie's working his body. His, uh, his weapon is a cross. Uh, that's bigger than he is. It's a multi-tool weapon. I say multi-tool because it has a lot of uh, components and cabinets and pop-out guns. And one of them is a uh, a huge a huge uh, auto cannon that uh, that pops out of the longest end of the cross, the bottom part of the cross that he uses to shoot folk with. And there he uses it as a shield because it is. Oh, Ambrose Fox says he is one of my favorite from that show. He is, he is a cool dude. He's just a cool dude. He is. You know, but uh, uh, he, it's also a good shield. He uses it to, he throws it in front of him and it's so armored that it can block pretty much any shot thrown at it and then he can retaliate immediately with the vast array of guns that just pop out of this thing. It's crazy. As a matter of fact, I believe I have a clip of that right here. This is where uh, he meets Vash again. And the only problem is he's a bodyguard for the bad guy. And Vash is trying to keep the bad guy out of this building. Well, it's his job to get his, you know, to get the bad guy in the building. So then they got to fight. Now they're wondering what to do. Do I really have to shoot? Oh, yep, got to shoot. Yep. Look, he's shooting over his head, perfect shots, just to, oh, to trap the gun, slow him down. And there's using as a shield, just like I said. And there we go, bam, stalemate. And done. The reason he was done is because uh, during the firefight, his, uh, his client got in through the front door. And his contract lasted right up until the bad guy got through the front door. That was it. Because he wasn't going to be about any robbery or killing. He's not about that anymore. So that's why he doesn't do it. But he and Vash are on the wrong side just for a minute. Just for a minute. And then they're on the right side again. And there's a, a new character introduced for the movie. Amelia and McFly. Not related to Marty McFly. Vash meets this character when he's going into town. And uh, the reason they're going into town is because... There's a rumor that Gas Gasback, the the bad guy, is coming to this town to steal, and so there are lots of bounty hunters 
coming to this town to try and catch him to collect the, as you can see in the picture below, 300 million double dollar reward for, uh, for Gasback's uh, apprehension, dead or alive. So lots of folks. Now this, this upsets the insurance girls to no end because this makes their job even harder. The reason being is because their, their uh, insurance company has one high value asset in this town that it doesn't want to pay out on. And I got a clip for that too. There's a giant bronze statue in this town that's insured for five billion double dollars. And uh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, uh, the their insurance company sent them under the guise of doing an adjustment price on the on the insurance, but really what they're there for is to make sure the statue does not get hurt at all. Because if it does, then they got to pay that five billion, and then they're going to be fired. But Amelia has has a different agenda. She doesn't care about that. She only cares about about killing Gasback. Just wants him dead. You find out why during the course of the movie, but. Uh, she wants him dead, and she she's got beef. All right, this isn't this isn't a joke. She's got literal beef. Now, uh, uh, as a I don't know, as a as a goofy little aside, she's allergic to men. Uh, when uh, yeah, I know it's it's weird, but uh, when when a man touches her, she breaks out into hives. That's it. And uh, Vash spends the first half of the movie trying to change her mind, get her out of town, you know, give up on this killing gas back thing. Because he feels like she's going to get killed trying to do it. Uh, Duncan says, the background bounty hunters are a lot of fun. They went crazy with the designs. Each one is pretty much as a gimmick. Yes, all of the, all of the uh, uh, bounty hunters that come into town, they're all one, one giant uh, caricature after another. Baldahar, uh, what happens if I'm identifying as a woman the day I touch her? Is she still? Yes, yeah, she's still allergic because there are two sexes. Male and female. Apparently, there are many genders, but only two sexes. So, if you have a, if you have the sex of a male, she's allergic to you. That's it. It's a biological thing. It's not a, it's not a state of mind thing. That's the way it is. All right. Now, here's the antagonist: Gasback Gallon Getaway, or just Gasback for short. He is a professional robber. Now, when I say professional, I mean he takes his robbing super seriously. He only goes for huge scores. He goes for people that have gathered up money by hook or by crook for their entire lives, where it's a giant Scrooge McDuck pile of gold, and that's when he goes in to steal it. And he doesn't care who dies along the way. He doesn't care. So the thing is, he's coming to this town, uh, Maka, I believe it's called. He's coming to this town because one of his former... Uh, associates, one of his former partners, uh, people who worked for him 20 years ago. Yes, he's into artisanal robbering. That's right. Uh, betrayed him and ruined one of his robberies. And he's pissed, but he waited. He waited 
until the people that betrayed him were at the height of their power, the height of their wealth, and then robbed them. The first two he already got. The third and the biggest score is the leader of this town. He became a leader of this town. And he's super rich. He's the one who, who uh, the, the statue, he's, he's the depiction on the statue. So, you know, he's coming for it. Now, like I said, 20 years ago, Vash let him get away because he wouldn't kill him. So it, you could say it started all this, but Vash has a different view. Anyway, uh, Gasback uses a multifunction weapon along on his arm. Uh, it's an auto cannon. He flips a switch. It turns into an EMP burst. He flips a switch, turns into a machine gun. It also, it also has a, a gas jets in the bottom to not lift him off the ground, but slow his fall so he can do the, do the superhero jump, you know, from high up and land and still be okay. It does that. So that's fun. Now, what I give it? I gave it four stars. I'm going to tell you why. The action was great. There wasn't any blurred motion. There wasn't any uh, uh, body morph changes to simulate fast motion. The revenge redemption story is good. I like it. I like it. It's a revenge story where uh, Amelia wants revenge on, on Gasback. And it's a revenge of Gasback wants revenge on, on his former partners. And the redemption story is Vash trying to redeem Amelia throughout the story to make her not be a killer. And uh, the movie is true to the characters of the show. All the characters that appear in the show appear as they did. They're not, the personalities aren't changed. They have the same voice actors. Everything's great. Everything's copacetic. Everything's done. Now, I would have given it four and a half, maybe five. I doubt it. Maybe four and a half. But... The character backstory was really light. I mean, uh, it didn't even allude to, uh, to Vash's superhuman ability. And the fact that in this movie, he was buried in the sand for 12 hours and still lived, they just kind of blew past that. Like, didn't explain it at all. I mean, if you watch the series, you don't need that explanation, but this is a movie that already does not have a lot of the backstory that you you have in the series so it's a, i can say it's a standalone deal that you don't need to watch it but to understand that those facts why he's so superhumanly fast and agile and why he can survive 12 hours underground and not die you kind of have to know why and they don't give that so i'm a little sad about that one but four stars still an excellent anime a good watch you can watch on hulu right now our next one, Sword Art Online, the movie, Ordinal Scale. This is the year 2026. Ogma has come up. Now, this is the, the evolution or revolution of the nerve gear type idea. It's no longer full dive. It's augmented reality. It's, you wear it, and you see you're in real life. You're in your body. You're moving your body, but it's augmented with the headset, the little earpiece that come around. And uh, it, it tricks you into seeing and feeling things that aren't there, but nothing dangerous. You know, like I said, augmented reality. They have it a lot now, you know, where you can wear, you can wear glasses and you can play a game while you're actually, you know, walking down the street or whatever. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. But uh, there's a problem with this game, and it becomes pretty clear to Kirito pretty quickly. Now, let's go ahead to the details of this. Uh, you can see uh, the director, writer, music, studio, and license. The opening date when it came out February 18th, 2017 was open to theaters has a running time of 119 minutes. That's two hours for this one, two hours. 
Not a short one. Dances with Swords, really is what it should be called. And you can watch it right now on Hulu. Now, look at the main characters. Kirito, anyone who knows Sword Art Online knows the, knows the main characters here. Kirito, ever the protagonist, the hero of the hour, skilled beyond skill, brave beyond brave. Uh, his girl, Asuna, and, uh, and he, her, her friends and his friends ask him to join an Augma raid. Now, what an Augma raid is, uh, wearing the, the augmentation device, you go and, and you fight battles against uh, augmented reality opponents. Now, this one sparks Kirito's interest. He wasn't really into Augma. He, he's still into full dive. He still likes the full dive experience. But this one is rumored to be old Sword Art Online end level, end floor bosses. So he's intrigued. So he goes, right? Well, he goes and uh, he, she's, you know, starts the fight, but it doesn't really go well for him. I'll, he's not used to fighting in real life. Let's, let's just check it out. Here he goes, super fast, looking cool. Oops. Oh, did not. Oh, did not do well. Like I said, he, he's used to full dive where he's not using his real body. So, uh, yeah, once you start using his real body, he has the muscle memory, but not the actual muscle to back it up. So he runs into some problems. But he overcomes that soon enough. Playing the game, Asuna is defeated by a boss, and she loses her memories of her time trapped in Sword Art Online where she met Kirito, where, where, where she met Klein, where, where, where she met Agil, all, all, of, all of her oldest friends. You know, she still remembers them because they've been together ever since as well, but she doesn't remember her time in SAO. Well, Kirito immediately starts to investigate, and he finds that she's not the only one. Uh, his friend Klein also got defeated by a boss and does not remember anything about his SEO days either. So then he starts digging deeper and deeper, and that's where we get into the actual meat of the story. And then we go into Asuna. I, just, I spoke to her about She's the female protagonist and Kirito's girlfriend. Okay, she's very skilled in augmented reality fighting because she's been doing it since day one. Uh, as a little hint, a little, little, little tiny spoiler, uh, augmented reality headsets were free to anyone who was ever trapped in SAO. So there you go. And uh, she didn't neglect her exercises, her rehab, after spending a year and a half or two years trapped inside a game. Uh, she didn't neglect her exercise, so she, her, her body's strong. Um, after she loses her memories, she goes into something like a, an, an internal crisis. Because her memories of her time in SAO define who she is now. And she can't reconcile what she remembers with, with who she knows she should be because she's not that person anymore. Basically, it made her into a damsel in distress. And Asuna is not that. She's a skilled warrior in her own right. And yes, you, you, you take away the basis for that and maybe she's not. Maybe she does become a damsel in distress, but I just didn't like it. That's all. And of course, we have the full dive team. All of Asuna and Kirito's friends from SAO and Alfheim, Alfheim Online, ALO, uh, which is the first half and second half of uh, Sword Art Online 1, Season 1, Series 1. Uh, when Kirito discovers a nefarious plot behind the Augma device, uh, 
he tells them, and they're like, well, we're with you, man. We're, we're going to go and uh, knock this out of the park. And, uh, what, and what they end up doing is they end up having to defeat the 100 level, 100 floor boss of Sword Art Online, which they had never seen before because Kirito beat the game early by basically cheating. You know, kind of like a Captain Kirk, Kobayashi Maru type thing. He cheated a little bit. Not quite like that, but quite like that. But uh, when, when they fight the end game boss, uh, they're really happy about that. Part of them is really happy because they never got to in real life, but now they get to. And here is that. Oh, not that. There we go. And they have been playing games together for a long time, so strategy is not a problem for them. They instantly know what they're going to do. They instantly know how to do it. And whatever, whatever uh, boss they meet, one of them figures out the strategy and everyone just falls in line. It's really cool. It's really cool. But you know, you, you get that with the, with common raid groups and MMOs nowadays anyway, you know I mean? Everyone knows each other. They knows what they're, they know what they're going to do. They trust each other and they just flow. And that's exactly what these guys do. They've been playing for years and they just flow. Now here's our main antagonist. AG. Uh, he is the number two player in the Ogma game ranked number two. That's where the ordinal, Ordinal scale comes from uh, the second player, second greatest player in the game. He is very skilled in this game. Obviously, he's he's number two, right? So he's got to be very skilled. Well, he's a little too skilled. All right, let's uh, let's check out some of his action here. Yeah, he's running a little fast. He's a little like anime fast on that one. Yeah, he's cheating a little bit. We find that out later. But he follows old SAO players and confronts them when they meet SAO bosses in the Ogma game. He makes sure they're defeated by the boss, which causes the memory loss. Now, at this point, we still don't know what, what the Ogma system is doing with these memories. And I'm not going to spoil that. But it, it's very obvious even early on, that he's working for someone behind the scenes who's the Grand Mastermind. He's more of a lieutenant. The Grand Mastermind has a plan for all these stolen memories. What it is, I'm not going to tell you. You got to watch it. Yeah. But uh, what I give it? Four and a half stars. I really want to give this thing a five, but I didn't. Here's, here's what I did. The action was amazing. I mean, obviously, I mean, you can see, you can see all the movement on this thing it's fast it's clean it's crisp look at this no no morphing here we go boom look at that bam good stuff and here we go again look at this super action so crisp so clean it's just it's just amazing the animation is great throughout you know, the, 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 the backgrounds are always stunning, always stunning. In fact, look, when, when Kirito's running, look at the background. Look at that. You, you see, you see the, the, uh, the fog in the background of, of, it's not really fog. It's, it's the dust from the debris all in the, in the background. That was all of the animation is that crisp, that clean and that detail. It's fantastic. Even the soundtrack was great. I mean, obviously I can't play the soundtrack. We'll get an immediate strike immediate strike 
if I do that. But uh, go listen to it. This The soundtrack is amazing. And the character development, even though these characters are very developed to begin with, it brings them to the next level. It really does. It, it feels like it continues the story, which I loved. Now, I would have given it five stars, but Asuna is tragically misused as the damsel in distress until the very end she is basically an anchor after her memories get gone she is an anchor and i hated seeing that because she is such a powerful character that it it upset me at a visceral level of what they did to her it's understandable for the story it fits right into the it fits into the writing it fits into the overall flow and theme. It fits. And it works. I just hated it. That it I hated it more that it worked, really, than anything else. Yes, uh, you, everyone knows how much I hate the use of body morphing to portray speed. Frickin' hate it. I hate it. All right. Now, what are your thoughts on this segment? What are your thoughts about Trigunner SAO? Do you have any suggestions for future anime? I want to hear it. Throw it up in Discord. Throw it up in chat. Throw it up on Twitter. I want it. I want it. And of course, don't miss an episode. Follow us here on Twitch. And of course, if you're not subscribed, subscribe right now. And of course, go to our YouTube channel. Hit subscribe there. Like I said, there's rewards coming. Be ready for it. And if you want more Heathen Dogma, you can get it here on Twitch or you can get it on YouTube. I just finished this War of Mine. Just finished. And I'll be putting those up on YouTube all at once. And part one in the description will link to part two. And part two in the description will link to part three. So you can get all the flow. Whew! Good stuff. Now, before we get into RNG, I think it's time to see our giveaway and see who's gonna win. I'll give you I'll give you 30 more seconds for anyone who, any subscriber who is not in the giveaway to get in on it now. Actually 15 more seconds before I close it. I don't want to close it on you. I don't want to close in your face. All right? So get in while the getting's good. It's 10 bucks. Not a lot of people so you got a good chance of winning 5 bucks to uh, subscribe. You can win 10. Going, 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 and gone. Let's see who wins. Gleppo won! Oh my god, Gleppo won wins the giveaway. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Congratulations, Gleppo. Good on you, man. Gleppo wins the 10 bucks. After this, uh... After this prize, then after after the show, then I will I will give you your prize. Worry not, worry not. Um, yeah, grats, Elgarian. If you can uh, whisper me Gleppo's email address, if you have it, or Gleppo, if you want to whisper me your email address, I will uh, send the code directly to your email. All right, now let's get on getting on with the RNG. The RNG, the random number generator where the Legion of Myth weekly live stream hosts discuss anything and everything nerdish. The RNG airs live Saturday at 8 p.m. Central on twitch.tv slash Legion of Myth. Come and join us to discussions all things. Anime, comics, games, 
you name it. And if you have a topic you'd like to cover, let us know. We'll do it. Now let's see what the dice roll for the RNG this week. Well, uh, I'll go first. Anyone else who wants to who wants to say something can go after. But I didn't have time to make to make a, sl a slideshow, a slide presentation on this. But I've been, I've had. If you've watched the live stream before, I've had dubious feelings about season two of the Orville, and it's just getting worse. Season one set. Everyone knows that Seth MacFarlane is a super leftist, all right, and he's he's proud of it, and that's fine. That's fine. And what I really appreciated and respected from him was that in season one of the Orville, he mostly kept it out. He kept it out of the show. He kept his views, his his extreme left views, out of the show, and his show was good. But just like TNG, every once in a while they do social commentary. For an episode or two of first season, he did a little bit of social commentary, which was fine. Which was fine. But so far in season four, there's been, what, four or five episodes? Almost all of them have, have been racial, sexual orientation, uh, the, or, uh, yeah, uh, it's, it's been, it's been, it's been disappointing. There's so much left to tell about the story of the of the world and of the of the of the Repu of the uh, Galactic Union, uh, especially with a what seems to be like an upcoming war with another race, the Krill. Um, he's not he's deciding not to progress the plot of his show that he started in season one. He decided to for the first four or five episodes of his show to just stall the plot, and instead go into gender issues which I don't understand at all. I don't get it. Maybe, maybe, he feels, maybe he feels he can get away with it because of the success of the first season. I understand that. Is it a good idea? No. No, it's not. Your show is still new, man. You have to keep it in a broad appeal until you get cemented. And then you can throw out more of your personal opinions once in a while, and no one's gonna say boo because you're a moneymaker. That's how that's how the business works. If you make money, you can get away with a lot. All right, Tom Brady can can light an American flag on fire in the middle of halftime of one of his shows, and he's not gonna lose his job because he makes money. Now, third string halfback does the same thing. He's getting booted. Before the end of the day, he's out of a job. It's just, that's how it works, man. You got to wait. You got to wait until your show is solidly in the black. All the time. And I understand that uh, a, a, lot, a lot of the audience of the Orville came over from Discovery because they're so disappointed with all of the sociopolitical nonsense in Discovery. That, that was in season one. Season two is better. I'll give them that. But the Discovery writers aren't writing season two. Star Trek Online writers are writing season two. So I understand that it got better. But all the people that, that left from season one went to the Orville. Well, they left social justice nonsense. And now in season two of the Orville, you're giving them a whole mouthful of social justice nonsense. Stop it. Stop it.
McFarlane is established at this point, yes. But his show is new. His show is not indispensable yet. Okay, he is safe. I mean, if he get if his show gets canceled, he doesn't care. He's got two, three other shows. Probably another one in the pipe coming up. He's fine. I'm more worried about about the actors of his current show, man. If he if he turns if he turns the show into a political project and it's not profitable enough, these people are gonna lose their jobs. He should be thinking more about that than about his agenda. But that's just me. That's my opinion. What else says Orville is awesome? Yes! The first season of Orville is an unequivocated success. I loved it. Loved it. I hated when Amara left. I hated it. I love the I love the the character Amara. They, they, they got a new Amara light, but she's a lot gruffer and meaner. And I don't know. I, I liked the really, really nice girl who was a little bit unsure of herself, but could, you know, kick down a three foot steel door. I love that. The it, it was the it was the 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 mismatch in personality and physical ability, the the dichotomy of of what she is and what she can do that made her a very interesting character. But the the new Amara, uh, she she does she doesn't have that uh, that 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 same I don't know appeal to me. So I'm sad about that. I'm sad about that. I understand that the actress the actress just wanted to go. You know, she wanted to to start new movies. Hey, more more power to you. I mean, there's a million other actors who will scream at her saying that you are a working actress. What are you doing quitting? But it's her life, it's her choices, and I hope her the I hope her the best. I really do. I want her to succeed. I hope this isn't a mistake. I want her to leave. I want her to succeed. I want to see her more stuff. But that's what I have. That's what I got. And uh, I hope everyone is, uh, is, well, hope everyone's happier for having heard it. Now, uh, I'll open up for a few minutes. I'll give anyone who wants to talk about anything they want to talk about. Panache. There you go, panache. What else? Thank you. Yes, that's what she had. Anything else anyone wants to... Duncan, uh, so, sounds like you uh, you had something to say about what I think about Star Trek Discovery. I don't... This isn't new news for you <laughs> that I don't like Discovery. Especially season one. Garthon is not a big fan of Discovery either. Oh, oh, the news that season two is being written by STO folks. Well, the, the Red Angel, by, by all accounts, is, uh, is Iconian. And uh, the Star Trek Online writers basically created this kind of Iconian. This, this look of an Iconian. And, uh, you know, the, in, in TNG, when the Iconians were introduced, they were a long-gone species that left these gates that, that could travel vast distances and stuff like that, but uh, they never really fleshed them out. They never really wrote them. Whereas the STO writers wrote the Iconians, a huge arc, huge story arc, beginning to end, 
and then Discovery swoops in and says, hey, that's a good idea, and takes it. The thing is, though, Discovery writers are not good. They're, they're going to take something good that the STO writers did and make it worse. Now, do they make it truly bad or just not as good? I don't know. Don't know yet. From what, what else I've seen on YouTube, lots of people don't like Star Trek Discovery. Yes. Uh, the opposition of Star Trek Discovery has been very vocal, not, not from, you know, from uh, the vocal minority, but from a lot of the middle-of-the-road people, too. Okay, a lot of what Duncan has seen is, is alt-fact trolling. Nope. My my hatred of of, of discovery is uh, the idea that that you can take a property, do a prequel, and not have it fit into continuity of what you're prequeling upsets me. They started off with the Klingons doing that. The whole the whole discovery thing with the mycelial network again did that too. Maybe they're going to write their way out of this and in season three or four when it ends, or hopefully season two when it ends, they, they, will, they will write the mycelial network out of continuity or have it be secret or sealed or whatever. That's why no one's ever heard of it in anything that came after. I don't know how they're going to do that, but they might. But the fact that they introduced all this stuff that isn't supposed to exist upsets me. STO did it correctly by going 40 years after the last movie, after the last TNG movie. That way they can write new things and it won't upset established canon. I like that. The danger with a prequel is that you have to write very carefully to not step on the toes of established canon. If you do, you're either a bad writer or, you're, or you just did it on purpose and you're, you're mean. Oh, oh, tardigrade controversy. Yeah, yeah, that, that's just trolling. Yeah, you're right. Oh, Baldar says they'll retcon it when they run out of material so they can immediately have new material to work with again. Oh, crap. Oh. That's upsetting. Yes, the, the uh, Duncan is correct that the tardigrade controversy is just garbage. And he was on this show. He was on this show in an RNG segment with me, and he convinced me. He gave me facts, he gave me timelines, and, yep, con convinced me that, uh, that this whole lawsuit thing is a pile of garbage. I believe it. They're putting together three shows, live-action shows, and two animated series. Wow. That seems like Star Trek overload. I mean, when, when you get more than one Star Trek on it at the same time, it gets weird. Shows tend to fail. The Picard show is the one I am most interested in as well. How they're going to do it. I mean, the man has aged quite a bit in the decade and change. 20 I don't know. God, it's, has it been 20? It couldn't have been... Crap, it's been like 20 years or something like that since, uh, since TNG left the air. I mean, he's now looking old. So what is he going to do? I don't know. 
I don't know. Picard bot. Yeah, they'll have a Picard bot. That'll be fun. Okay. Half man, half... Oh, he's gonna be, he's gonna be reborgified. That's it. Only he'll be free Borg. He'll be collective Borg. Duncan says, the live-action series seems like they'll, they'll cycle around. Animated series are both playing to very different demographic. One's a kid's show, another is a Rick and Morty-esque Lower Decks. Yeah, the, the Lower Decks one is one I'm interested in. Because it, it, uh, it talks about the, the, uh, the most junior officers and their trobs and tribulations on a starship. Duncan had a reborgified, but then liberated and out for revenge. Oh, yes. Locutus of Borg is back and pissed. <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh. Okay, well, that's it. Thank you very much for coming, uh, coming by the show. I appreciate it. We got some stuff at the end, but uh, this is the end of the RNG. Thank you for coming by. All right, here is our, was it Out for Revenge? To get reborgified once more, it'll be wiped out by the use of a walk. There you go. Great show, that's right. Thank you, Elgarian, I appreciate it. All right, and again, I want you to, here, let's, let's, let's embigify this so everyone knows. Let's go ahead and spread the word for the for the legion of myth out there because you know we want to hit our goals we need to hit our goals we want it we need it we want to give you stuff we want to give out prizes that's what we do so help us give out these prizes subscribe to here subscribe to youtube uh send a couple bucks to patreon it's all good and of course you join the legion you can uh see us on discord and twitter we're on discord every day and uh i'm on twitter as much as i can and of course, you can watch us live uh, on YouTube and on Twitch and on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. And of course, you can support us with a Patreon description and uh, LOM gear. Get the gear. These are high-quality shirts. This is this is not out of your mama's trunk at the parking lot of a concert shirt. This is high-quality stuff. Boys and girls, hoodies and sweaters. You can get it. And of course, remember, next weekend is our subscriber and follower giveaway. Do not miss it and do not miss Gen Con. Save your money now. You're going to need it. Do it. Of course, this is our streaming schedule. Thank you thank you very much for watching it. Thank you very much for, for being there. We really appreciate it. We love doing it and we hope you love watching it. This is the moment where I say, uh, Garthon, do you have any words of wisdom? No, he doesn't. Okay, just checking. All right. Uh, thank you very much, everyone, and everyone, you have a good night.